G'day, Woodies. We're back from outer space. Yes, we're back for a new season of cricket fun and frivolity. This episode sees us deconstruct the tri-series that's currently being played in the West Indies. We're going to touch on the state of the current umpiring in the game and hit you back with our new quick six segment where we list the top six of a cricket topic. Yes, first out of the block, we're going to have a look at six of the best cricket bods. It's like a meat pie and coke for your ears. Sporting Woods! And then make like a bye 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 and that's the thing. I haven't watched the cricket much lately, but it's around and I'm, I'm glad it's there. Well, I'm glad, uh, Alex, because I'm the one who's going to be telling you about the cricket for once. You've got so much knowledge and yet I've been waking up early and it's been on telly. So, nice. you know, yeah, I, I've, been, I I've actually watched a little bit of it, the, uh, the tri-series. So. Uh, being, being an Australian that has Foxtel on his phone that he gets from his mum's account. Well, come on now. Now we're just bragging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are we going to start big dicking already, man? Like, seriously. <laughs> I'm not big dicking. I'm just <laughs> saying. Like, should drink some more water coming into this pissing contest. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, whatever. Michael, <laughs> you, you're back as producer. Have you enjoyed the... We haven't got rid of you yet. <laughs> I never left. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this You're is back. My house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, I am back. Season four. I can't believe it. But more importantly, we are coming up to the last, like, maybe three weeks off our very first oh birthday. God. Yes. This okay, podcast, yeah. we were born on the 5th of July. Oh, I know, right? Oh, <laughs> I would have a little extra hustle last year yeah. if I knew we could have had a. That's the July. July. Yeah. Ah, yeah. No, the fifth of July is not too bad. It's sort of like you know the, they get their Independence Day and then we get ours, hmm. independent yeah. of prior. Independence Day. Independence Day. Born on the fifth of July. Independence. <laughs> Starring a few good men. <laughs> All right, um, so we're talking about the Tri Series. Yes. Australia, West Indies, South Africa. Yes. Over in How the. How they've been the- going. It's, it's a crazy one so far. It's had a whole mix of bag. Now, we're, we're talking about the Tri-Series that's currently on between uh, the West Indies, South Africa, and Australia. It's being taken care of over in, uh, in the ODIs um, at the moment, and it's a bit of a round-robin situation for, uh, for the three teams to play one another in. I'm, I know I should know this, but... Oh, my God. You're not going to say that. ODIs? Oh, one day internationals. One day internationals. So they're the 50 over games. Yes. So there's okay. tests, unlimited overs, ODIs of 50 overs, and 2020s, 20 overs. Pretty self-explanatory, but I would have thought after four seasons you'd have gotten that by now. But that's okay. We'll move on. Um, so at the moment, each team has played each 
team. You know, so West Indies have played Australia and South Africa. Australia have played South Africa and West Indies. South Africa have played Australia and New Zealand. New Zealand. That is the most convoluted way to explain that each team has versed each other. I'm just trying to break it down. You said break it down. I'm here. I'm Fair telling anyone. I did pop New Zealand in that. I don't know where that came from. Yeah. <laughs> the Kiwis rocked up for one game. Uh, so you got New Zealand against Sri Lanka, Zimbabwe against <laughs> Afghanistan. Uh, that's a try series. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. It's, it's, so it's a tournament between three teams. I and so far, they've all versed each other once. I can't believe this is so difficult. <laughs> We're moving on. The, the biggest talking point at this stage in the competition is that each team has played one another and each team has been beaten quite thoroughly, quite convincingly. So Australia... Like a rock, paper, scissors scenario. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. Which, But each team has used the same sort of tactics. I mean, like everyone's using rock. Um, anyway. Uh, I so get that analogy. Thank you. Thank you so much. I get it. Uh, Michael doesn't. Which makes okay. it weird. Well, it's just like, how can you win that way one day and then get beaten exactly. playing that exact same way but get exactly. beaten that way and on the same similar pitches as well which is why it's so exciting but mm. Australia got uh, at the soul to begin with the West Indies thrashed South Africa beat them convincingly Australia beat the, the that was the one actually I did see that that was the one where Pollard went off Pollard won, Pollard won yeah. the game for them. I do yeah, remember yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He went big. So, yeah, was, it was, I have a question. Why wasn't Pollard in the 2020? It's a great question. I'm not sure. I, would, I guess, you know, we probably should have checked that. But that's... Because uh, he's a champion. Team. I remember he, he, he made the list, but he he we, wasn't in the 2020. Oh Can you imagine how good that team would have been with him in the team? Oh, it'd have to be injury. He was fantastic yeah, in, in that yeah, game. Yeah, must have been. So, he played well. Um, but then Australia then absolutely decimated the Windies, made them look like chumps, not champions. Uh, and then Australia then uh, gets quite convincingly beaten by South Africa. After South Africa only make 189 runs, mm. Australia so at one point looked like they could have all been out for 90. Let's like, start with that one because I was watching the end of that, the Savo. Hmm. And to, to think that Australia couldn't make 190. Oh, well, that's I guess that's the beauty of it is that like... The they're main, pretty dour pitches, are they? They're dour pitches and they're spinning a mile. Yeah, so the right. ball's staying low and they're spinning a mile. So LBW's... Everywhere. Everyone's getting out LBW. Watto will be sitting at home with his big pads on like, I would have probably gotten out LBW. I'm like, yeah, you would have. Because everyone is. And it's fascinating to watch. Because the ball's not the ball's not doing what it does in Australia. Even though, that said, the Australian bowlers, man, the fast bowlers, were taking wickets left, front and centre. So Hazelwood, and they were getting, because it wasn't bouncing, the ball's just coming through and just stumps, going everywhere. Everyone's so getting bowled. Inconsistent then. The inconsistent bounce. bounce, and for the seamers, they were getting it was it was going through inconsistent bounce, which is why it was fun to watch for the seamers mm-hmm. and for the spinners. The ball was is turning a mile. I mean, like everyone's bowling three spinners. You only have to look at bloody Zampa and uh, Gaz took three three wickets each. Uh, South Africa bowled four. I think I counted four different spinners, and they you know they 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 played really really well as well. So um, I saw the other day that leading into the next few games, they're playing in a different pitch. It's not going to be so spin friendly. So, th- so, so what- we're probably at a point where we're still stalemated, which is pretty rare. And I think that's the the exciting part about this tri series is that even after after one game, because they've all done the same thing and the same tactics, it's really cool to think that like you can have the best team that you've got, but that best team isn't relevant on this pitch. So you've got to utilize different different people and different sources again. You don't have to look at Glenn Maxwell. They've, you know, we've gone with him, and uh, you know, I think you said the other, he only made like nine runs. And I read somewhere the other day that Glenn Maxwell's made nine runs in his past six ODI innings. That's not acceptable. Crazy. It's not acceptable, and he hasn't bowled 
that well. Oh, that said, he did bowl. I think it was he nearly got a hat trick in, in the South Africa game. He bowled the last. In the, he bowled the last over. Oh, in he's the last, a useful player. I mean, that, yeah, it was a. That's not good, but I mean, at the same time, he's not there to bowl. Well, he is. No, no, no. I mean, his batting bad form. Hmm. It's you know that's cricket. It's going to happen hmm. sometimes. It's more about how, to me. I'd be looking at how is he getting out. The problem with Maxwell is that he seems to try and go out there, and especially in a fifty over, which is hmm. what we're talking about. You don't need to go out there and be hitting reverse sweeps hmm. off your, in your first ten balls. For your face. Well, that, so, that said, in the South Africa game, he didn't do this. In fact, he got given out LBW for a ball that heard that it was, was absolutely nowhere near the left stump. And that's what I was going to ask before when you say there's a lot of LBWs. A lot of LBWs. Are but they the, good the ref, calls? Here's, that's something I wanted to talk about. Touch base on was the umpiring in at least the South Africa Australia game was below par. I heard without a doubt five, terrible. There was five missed calls or something. Yes, and on and top of it, both teams used their um Referral. referrals within the first like the first go and both were wrong. So they just had to play out and they were just left, right and centre back. So that begs the but, question, why are we why have we got this referral system for the bad ones? Why shouldn't like if it is a bad one, it's a bad one, just call it. Like and, and I know that takes away the umpiring and I know that's the yeah. spirit of the game, but when it's obvious that it's not out and you are literally changing the field, you know, changing well, the, the, the side of the game, and I know that that's correct, we aren't we are getting far, we are getting far off going away from having an umpire at all. I reckon. Uh, I reckon yeah. cricket is is, why is ten we, years away from not needing an umpire. Well, why do we why do we use human error on uh, no balls? Why bother? I've, I've said that before. It, you should just have a camera set up at that spot up. at both ends, both sides. If you're gonna, they should do that. Or and then you could use that for runouts as well. And exactly. The so only other thing they, had, they, they already have, have that, that camera. Then so why not? So use why? It? Yeah. Why would they even? Why question. wouldn't they just have someone like in tennis with a foot fold? Just some mm. cat who sits there and watches and, and goes. Yeah. Or yeah, the alternative no is if you get caught in the deep or bold or whatever, and the no ball doesn't get called, it's out. For me, that should be out yeah. because the, the umpire has made the decision that it's it's a it's a clear ball. Well, well then it's a clear ball. Well what what we're sort of saying is you can't have it both ways. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what my it's point. at the moment. You yeah. should go one or the other. Exactly. The umpire has sole and I think Custody that, or none at all. But I think that's they're in a sort of rock and a hard place at the moment. To the yeah. loyalists and that's who they need to keep happy at mm. the moment in Test cricket. Yeah, and you know true. what I'll touch on something in a bit. Okay. But that they gotta keep the loyalists happy in Test cricket. And the loyalists want to keep the umpire. They think, you know, that's oh, it's, the roots. It's, it's a part of and the game. I'm yeah. a traditionalist when it comes to cricket and all that mm. shit. But at the same time, I, you know, you're you, you really asking the question, you know, are you happy with accepting decisions for the sake of keeping a tradition that really doesn't affect you at all? And it's like, well, no, I'd prefer to see right, you decisions, yeah, the right decisions the whole time. Used. You know, and it sucks that, like, good cricket guys are going to lose their job, but they can just slip into the third umpire jobs and things like that. They'll still be working. They just won't necessarily be out on the field. Or they won't but be at that level. But it leads to... Because remember, there's going to be plenty of games... You're going to have a competitive sport yeah. being played with no authority out in the field, too. Remember that. Hmm. That'd be interesting. So, would you still have some sort of umpire that directs what's the third play um, and things going on? Well, the question is then: and the third have... umpire becomes more or less the, the the main umpire. Well, do you have your square leg umpire judging height on balls, or do you just use a camera? The more people you put there, the reason why umpiring is works is yeah. And then I'll play the part of traditionalists. The reason why it works well with a human is you just got to get over it. That's mm. we all know we're humans. Mm. We make mistakes. If he makes a mistake, you just got to get over it. Mm. Which you see with the bunker in the NRL when you've got seven people. And they still get the decision wrong, which, oh my God, a committee got something wrong? Who would have thought? Yeah. It happens still. Yeah. 
it's probably going to happen more because you've got more different opinions and, and things like that. But it, people are going to be more angry about that because they're like, how can seven people get it wrong kind of thing? It's also going to take a lot of time. We've seen the NBA with all those line calls. Sports are a crazy thing that throws up decisions where it's like, well, I think ex- this and you think that and we're looking at the exact same thing. Mm. It just happens. Mm. So I think that's the four when you talk about having a, a human out there who has control but I also agree like if we could get it right why wouldn't we try yeah, so I, I think what we're saying is what I've come to then I would say that we have the what we have now is the two referral system mm. but then the umpire at their which I think this is probably what they've got at their discretion they decide if they go upstairs which well, is what we've got they now they don't use that enough I don't think anymore they base it off the referral. If you if you're standing there, for instance, the one against Maxwell, mm. clearly not out. Like it was, it, it hit him on leg, mm. spinning away. Like it, no, spring towards him. It was it was not out. Mm. So why can't the umpire, the third do, umpire, check? Why that can't like the third umpire check it? Why can, exactly. Why can't he go? go back you know what? That. I'm not sure if that. Do you mind just checking it? Mm. They've looked at it. It's missing. Change the rules so that if the umpire goes, you know what, I want to have another look at it. So there's no umpire's it. call. Yeah. If it hits the stumps, it hits the stumps, whether it's 50% or 2%, See. like, the you know, in, in tennis, how, like, yeah. it, it gets, you know, it clips the line, it's over. Yeah. I get it that they, they probably can't do it as effectively because in tennis it physically touches it, whereas this is trajectory. Well, take the, but, take the tennis example you just brought up. Say, like, a linesman calls out, the chair umpire has authority has, to yeah, overrule. yeah. yeah. So I guess in your example, what you're saying is to give the third umpire authority to overrule the on-field umpire. Why not? And it makes more sense because like they always say in commentary, you know, we've got the benefit of, of a replay and stuff yeah. and these guys don't. And it, obviously on a pitch like that, it sounds like a bloody tough pitch to adjudicate on. It was a ripper. So, so yeah, so there, there should be... There should, yeah, I think that it's just logical. You know, I don't think it should hurt the traditionalists and the, and the things too much. I yeah. think the third umpire should be given discretion, Not, but I do agree with your no ball opinion. So I think going forward, as you say, 10 years, we'll see that the, the game will, will change. Mm. There's no doubt of that. That side of things will, will be advanced. And, um, until then we will get decisions like that. And I mean, there were, there was like five. It wasn't great. Yeah, I heard the ball's spinning a mile, but, um, mm. yeah, five is a lot. Five's a lot of bad decisions to be made. And, and look, these things happen. Yeah, they don't have. Sometimes you'll and it happens as well. Is that you will look at something and you will go, "That was plum" or "That was mm. out," and the umpire will know it, and you'll think, and you can see the players and aware as fans, we're watching it, going, "Jesus, that looked out. That's plum." And then they'll look back on the on the, the you know the the recording and they'll bring back the replay, and it was never out. It was in, you know like it's absolutely yeah. like it's or it's oh, like the small job too. Absolutely, remember these guys. It's just are, sometimes a really really hard job. No one, I don't yeah. think any of us are saying that like. Oh, they're incapable or they're shit. Like, they obviously work really hard. Yeah, but you want to no make doubt. it a bit easier on them. More like giving them a little safety net above just like, hey, dude, if you screw up entirely. And as well, it still keeps that... Um, like, the umpires... I guess you don't want to have too much of an impact on the game. Yeah. So the players still have their two rev- reviews as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So it, it, it keeps much that, like the, tennis, the umpire relevant. Yeah, right? much like the tennis gets theirs as opposed to... They get two, don't they? Yeah, it's two like yeah. everything. And then the linesman and then the overall uh, seat, whatever yeah. they call it, the chair guy. Yeah. The no, chair no. guy. The chair guy. Um, what, so, what, yeah. What I wanted to bring up was, um, have you heard the 
they're pushing for the two tier system. Yes, and, I hear that, and it's exciting for you because uh, that was. Kind well, of- I mean, it's a lot of people have been saying it for a while. It makes sense because what Test cricket is lacking, and if it wants to stay relevant, is the the competition. Mm. It, it's such a game that really does. The better team wins Test cricket. You don't have many fluke wins in Test cricket over five days. It's very two difficult days. to it's, fluke. You earn a victory. That's why they're so huge when you get one. Mm. But um, if you're having teams who have got a cricket culture and a cricket nation, you want to try and bring in an island, a newly formed cricket nation, hmm. probably been around for centuries, but you know yeah. what I mean? They're starting to, to get a bit of a, a name. You don't want them having to play their games against Australia and all these teams no. and getting flogged. You've got to them. And their supporters are sitting there going, oh, this is great. This is a great sport. Yeah, fun. Hmm. You want to be able to, to sort of warm them up to it. And as well, the teams like that have been around for a while that... Aren't exactly performing. Well, they've reached a place and they can't go any further because they're not given the opportunities. An Irish mm. captain, I think, said that. They've, they've performed great at, at the last few 50-over um, World Cups. Yeah. Same with places um, like Netherlands. Mm. Uh, they performed pretty well. UAE's done well. Afghanistan did well at the last World Cup. Did, These are all great. countries that could play test cricket in the second tier. Mm. And you have them playing competitions and earning a point system to then try and... Relegate, relegate and, upwards and up and to burst those teams and they're coming in with confidence rather than like oh this is the first time we got smashed oh we should never do that again yeah <laughs> like, I 100% agree I think you'll find that the biggest issue with it so far will come from the South Africans because I'm pretty sure that South Africa found themselves in the second tier if there was only like four I think it was four teams in the top tier that'll be the interesting and thing it went, and because there's what say five big teams there's, you know these days you've got England, Australia New Zealand India Sri Lanka and South I Africa. think it'll be Sri Lanka. And Sri Lanka, more or less than... well, Sri Lanka and and South Africa were in the top in the in the okay, tier two. Then, but I put that position to you. If they said that, if they said, "All right, so one of Sri Lanka and South Africa is going to end up in the second tier," as a neutral in that situation, I'll tell you what, I'd care about that series. Yeah, exactly. Which team out of Sri Lanka and South Africa who have 100%. been a yeah. foundation? Like you know, foundation Sri Lanka's teams. come back. I see. They point. both sort of came back in '95, but. To think those teams, one of them is going to be delegated mm. to to then go to a second tier, that puts a lot of spice as a neutral fan of Test cricket, and I think that's what they need. You know, for example, the English Premier League, the champion was decided three weeks out. Hey, they they didn't have empty stands going yeah. into the that people still cared for their club because you're playing for a ranking, you're playing yeah, to qualify for the best league in the world, yeah. and that's. That creates excitement. Oh, 100%. So I think that that's something that, they, again, we might see going forward become come to fruition. I mean, oh, can you imagine awesome, in a few dude. years' time if Australia finds themselves on the on the chance of being relegated hey, we down to Tier fourth, 2? What, fourth or exactly. fifth in the world not long ago exactly if we right. have this system. But as well, think about it. We think of Test cricket as, oh, there's only 8 or 10 cricket-playing nations. If we had this second tier, You'd see you could more. have 15 to 20. Yeah. You could have anyone like really trying like to rugby. qualify. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then look at the Rugby World Cup. The most exciting thing about the results from the Rugby World Cup last year is, you know, these storied teams, I've said it before, the storied teams like Fiji, Samoa, and Tonga Japan. all have to no, oh, no, no, Japan sorry, qualify. Because yeah, yeah, no, yeah, in the tiers of five, the teams that um, finish third automatically qualify for the next tournament. Yes. But in the last World Cup... All those Pacific Nations teams, they finish fourth, yeah. which means they have to go around the circuit versus the teams like, um, you know, your European teams Canada. and your, your Brazils, your Spain, mm. your Russia, all these teams that do have rugby. That rugby is growing. And, it, and that's how you grow a sport. You get other countries to play it. You don't just mm. spotlight the best players in the world because you're making it sort of feel like, oh, well, that's the only place you can have them. I think it's a, it's a, a great 
great idea. Yeah. And I'm excited for it. Absolutely. So if they if they do end up going through that, I guess we'll watch that quite closely. Oh, I'd be so excited for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I had a question about the tri series. Oh shoot, uh, mate. Go what on. is a tri? No. <laughs> oh, I would have slapped that pretty face. As soon as you said it, I was like. Okay, I've got a question. <laughs> I'm sorry. How much um, do I want to annoy Luke right now? <laughs> Alex said earlier that there is no... Well, it's not what you said. I can't remember now, but like, there's no luck. Whoever remembers what I say, dude. Who <laughs> listens? There's, no, there's no luck in cricket. The better team wins. Yeah. You know? in, in test cricket, yes. Most, yeah, in test cricket, most often. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Well, then that's... Because I was going to say, how does that stack up against a situation where you've got three teams playing each other and they all beat each other and they all lose to each other? Well, that's no, the... That's... Exactly. That's, and, that, and I think that's why Luke's saying it's so exciting. Also, they've lost to each other... For the same reason, they've all been outbeaten by spin. It yeah, sounds like it's so pretty much pace and balance. So to me, it sounds like the whole structure of the game is sort of like uh, it's anyone's game. This is the only strategy you can do to win. Well, when you have well, limited overs, you sort of you're putting a, a, a handicap on yourself. There's so limitations. If you, you can lose use. five wickets and you've got a certain amount of time to get a certain amount of runs, you're dealing with something else. As opposed to Test cricket, if you feel that you can't get the runs, you can just bat out and go for the draw. So that's why. Yeah. There's more comebacks and more uh, unpredictability about Test cricket because a lot of the times teams will sum up their situation in the game and go, well, hell, we're not going to win this. It's our job now to try and bat out yeah. this game to get a result that isn't them winning. It's just a draw. Whereas in, in, a, in a 50 over match, you'd never do that. Case of, if well, you're in a shit position, you just almost go. just swing and, and you just what go. happens happens. And more often than not, you only have to look at the, at the Australia-South Africa game. Look, it, the fight back was was wonderful. A uh, big shout out for me was Finch with his seventy one. Was well. it was a standout considering that other than him, Gary Lyon got twenty two, I think, He's and that was a, a legit. Love, love that was a legit him. session. Like he dead said, can't call him Gary Lyon anymore. Why not? Because Gary Lyon, we found out, is a dog, oh, and man. I don't really think that. But I never really liked Gary Lyon anyway. I'd rather him. Be called goat or something, you know. Goat. Well, he is goat. You know, my favorite thing about uh, keeping an eye on the Reddit threads at the same time was some bloke. I assume he, I think he was from England. I think he's a little his flair was sorry or someone, and he said something like, "God, I hate I hate when when Nathan Lyon bowls well. Everyone thinks he's so good." It was like. Get fucked. Like, who do you yeah, think hey, you Chris are? Chris Gale makes 100. Everyone yeah, thinks he's so that good. That was basically, it was like, oh, you know. Uh, hey, when someone good performs good, it makes Curry, everyone think they're good. Yeah, Steph Curry dropped like eight threes. Oh, I hate when that happens. People think he's really good. Lucky bastard. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. And everyone was like, yeah, yeah I'll, that's I'll sucks, just luckily man. throw it in from 40 yeah, feet. Yeah, he just Jordan dunked on me again. Typical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lucky break. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. It was the most ridiculous thing I heard. So he bowled well. Um, and yeah, he made 22 valuable runs in a, in a low score. So we were never going to win I think we all have about 100 but he's a competitor and Hazelwood hilariously has not been uh, he's, he <laughs> retains much like Nathan Lyon did in the Ashes he has never been given out in, a, in an ODI oh really he still never do, he still hasn't happened because you know, uh, Nathan got out yeah, yeah. Lyon got out but yeah it was a big big innings by, um, by Finch it was fantastic he really it was the first time I've seen him in a while well apparently he was doing it very well in the IPL but he absolutely stood up. It was it was it was a pleasure to watch him bat. And well, the only one in the team. Finch to do is it. one of those players that, with Finch, I, was, I feel like, I think he is a good player. The problem is, <clears throat> at the start of his innings and his opener, mm. he does have the tendency to hit in the air. Well, I think he think he's, he tries gets, to be Warner instead of trying to be himself. <clears throat> That's fine. He can be aggressive, but you can be aggressive and play along the ground. He's probably nervous and stuff, and he gets through his shots a bit too quick, and he hits it in the air. But once he gets past that. 15 to 20 phase he's 
got one of the best eyes, I reckon, in the country. Yeah. And he's... he's He's he that Warner on that floor. He's that Warner that sort of style of quick hands through the ball rather than a great technique or timing. He definitely does. You should have seen him. Honest to God, he hit I think probably two or three drives, and they were they went for six, mm. but they were nothing more than a short arm jab. Yeah, like literally just lent on it, put the arm up, led it to about you know eye, eye line, mm. and it, the thing just went, yeah. and it was just nuts to watch. Like it's. It's, it's it's as you say. It's not the best technique. He's not like it's you know, quick hands. It's, but it's what quick gets, hands and, is, is what gets yeah, it. And exactly that, right. Exactly it's right. Twitch vibe. Like David yeah. Warner is the one of the oh, quickest people, and it's hard to, to judge. I don't know if, if they know how to judge that kind of. Like, I think it would be Twitch vibe or whatever. Yeah, but I reckon if we tested Warner, his would be ridiculous, and I think Finch is would up there too. The and same, for yeah. o- ODI openers, I reckon that's, that's what, what you need. But think for Finch to keep performing and get results, he needs to think about those first two overs he faces and making mm. sure that he isn't pushing too hard at it because that's when he hits it in the air. Mm. Um, but then once he's in, go for it. Because like you said, he can tap a ball and go flying. So yeah. Now, all speaking of that, I heard the other day, um, well, I, I don't know if it actually don't know if it's going to be a movement, but I saw an article saying mm. something about, um, they're going to try and do something about the bat sizes. That is oh really? Ridiculous. And I, I actually agree with that. I don't want to see yeah. someone, miss time a shot and it go for six you know I, I, top edges go for six that's what happens but I don't want to see a guy hit it inside it like an obvious mistimed it got no piece of it mm-hmm. and it still goes for six right. for a mile because I think that's more to do with the bat so he's obviously been beaten you know I agree I agree with you however without the size of the bats without the fact that that type of thing can happen you don't get the T20 final ending like that third six, I think it was. Yeah, it? That's, but that's what I it mean. It was an absolute, like it was a missed not, shot. He yeah, had no exactly. right to hit a six. So I guess what you're saying is, yeah, I agree. And, yeah. you know, like he should, that should have been I caught. I would have been happy. Should have been caught. I would have been happy for that one to be caught. Yeah. Because those first two, he middled them. They would have oh, been six with great the meter ruler. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. And that was actually the one in my head too. The, the yeah, third well, one that was just like, Oh, it Dude, was not. that didn't deserve yeah. a Didn't deserve a six. It deserved yeah. to be caught. It went straight up in the air. Yeah. And Someone caught. that big, uh, as Carlos Braveweight, really could just go. I'm going to swing every shot. Like, if that one went for six, he could he could hit a six every ball, I believe. Oh, yeah. Cause Without that, a doubt. I, yeah, so I think... And I'm not saying go back to, like, the shitty spoop days or anything. No. I'm just saying, like, Maybe let's it- not make them friggin'... Because they are ridiculous, and it's obvious that, that... You see sometimes, like, a guy has not even come close to timing it or getting in the right position, and it's And the damn flying. thing's flogged, yeah. No, I, I think making it easier on batsmen doesn't help them in the long run, because cricket is a dangerous sport. I yeah. don't think making it easier for them. They need to be have a bigger the top of their game. They yeah. need, well, it's not about having a bigger club. Then you go give a guy a big club, he's going to feel safe and he might not move as fast. You know, you want those guys. Batsmen have to be on the top of their game because mm. they're facing 0.4 of a friggin' second. A ball could hit him in the friggin' head yeah. and kill him. Welcome so, to the international Alex Jones league. This league, <laughs> no cups. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> That's it. No bars. Batsmen hold. are like sweating bullets <laughs> out there in their PJs. But like, I, I'm not. Like, like I, I don't think it's about like the size of the ball, like in the width. I think it's more like the when you turn it on the side. That guy showed it. He showed a bat from like the '90s, even. Yeah. And he put oh, the one next to it, and these things are like, yeah, it's fucking wide. Like, yeah. no, it's just ridiculous. You're absolutely right. But yeah, to I guess to to bring it back to the to the tri series. As much as I love talking about shit about cricket, because I do. Been thinking about all these things over like all I do all day is think about cricket. Oh, yeah, this is it's so like a catch up reunion. I haven't actually been out of my house since the last time we recorded. I've just been sitting <laughs> watching cricket videos all the time. What do you guys do? 
Do you guys work? <laughs> One thing you wanted Idiot. to talk about was the uh, Pie Man. Oh my God, Shamsi, Sh- uh, Shamsi, uh, the the, uh, the the bowler for the South African team. Mm. Now, when at the last over of the uh, these the South African batting innings, Maxi Wa- <laughs> Maxi Walker, Glenn Maxwell took uh, two wickets, which meant that the last ball, they, they switched, but the, the last ball, the, the last batsman had to come out for, right? But he's at the other end. As he came out, I thought to myself, ooh, he's a bit chubby. <laughs> Look at him. And then I'm looking at myself and I'm like, man, this guy, I, I could be a professional sportsman at this rate. Look at him. And he came out and he was, it was Shamsy. I didn't, I, I hadn't seen him before. Anyway, he's this young, young pub looking bloke, but God damn it, if he ain't job. All right. So he gets out there and he didn't face a ball. He's in. sounding like a pre-made Australian hero, the likes of Barnsey and Nolsey. Jesse. <laughs> Sham- Shamsy. And here's Shamsy coming out. He's got a gut, uh, likes to play cricket. Yeah, actually, that is pretty iconically just Australian. Finished, He's got to finish this winning his Come on, boys, we got this. <laughs> and out comes Shamsy. <laughs> oh, I love it. Anyway, so he comes out, he did his thing, but he came out to bowl. And I tell you what, he honestly was like a, a model of Warney, mostly because he was a chunky dude and he bowled spin. And he didn't bowl too badly either. But the thing that annoyed me the most, or what got on my nerves, was that after like the fourth time that he like aggressively appealed to the umpire it was like this is enough mate you've had it but he dead set it was worse than remember how Warney used to like intimidate the umpires trying to get a get a decision this guy was worse honestly they were like up in the up in the grill and he's like screaming at every ball and by the end it was like that's not even close like it's not even close to out but I suppose when Maxwell's given out going down the leg side I mean you can do what you want I think he might have even taken that wicket now think about it but anyway he he was a he was a big tubby so dude. Shandy. He still took a wicket though. Um, was he doing the? Well, yeah, there was a lot of the of the chin uh, holding I mean, the that's chin. That's the best to do in the backyard when you're playing cricket. If you can't bowl a ball and then stroke your chin <laughs> while your elbow rests in your other hand, then and think, and you haven't watched enough Shane Warne. The yeah. best part though was Ooh. when Warne used to bowl like a meter down legs down leg side, <laughs> and then just let it go, and he'd be like, oh. <laughs> Ooh, nearly had you. That was the one like, I wanted. But he, he even talks about that, like, and that's like sometimes a, a spinner has to be a bit mysterious. You have to make him think, like, what's he trying to do? Yeah. Like if he's close, because that was a shit ball. And what? But that's the thing, like, one was just masking Warren, it. One was trying to. I don't know if one was trying to intimidate the umpires. I think one was trying to get in the head of the. One was a master of gamesmanship. Yeah. I don't well, that's if, it. This guy's gone too far, I think. He yeah. went He went the other he way. Went he was just umpires. excited and he was dead set. Like, I don't like that either. They were like screaming. It was like, it, it hit the bat. And like, yeah. everyone can see it, man. Relax. Yeah. So anyway, Shamsi for me was, I think he was the player of the day, even though he didn't face a ball. He only took one wicket. But just the fact that he has a, an almighty gut and yelled like Warney, uh, he, he got my special mention. Well, that's what I can respect most about cricket, really is that it's a game of skill. And you can tell that because the people playing it often don't have the most athletic builds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cricketers don't need to be the best. So I thought, what a good idea f- and opportunity for us to go through the history of cricket <laughs> and think about some of the best uh, pioneers of this model of cricketer. Oh, yeah. Some of the people that have, have really changed what athletics is all about. <laughs> Define the idea of yeah. what really is an athlete. So here is our quick six of the best cricket bods mm. in history. I so love starting these, at number six, we've got the man himself, uh, Mark 
Tubby Taylor. He's now a cricket commentator and was known for his quick running between wickets, his exhilarating <laughs> innings. His pace. Yeah. It was always about yeah, The pace of strike rate, the pace of everything. I mean, Tubby knew, was known. Tubby, Tubby put himself in the slips. I think mm. purely because he didn't want to run. Yeah. Anywhere. I think Tubby was in the slips in his second game just because <laughs> Border was like... He's got slow shit. <laughs> Liability. He's like, he can catch, so get him in the My favourite story about Tubbs is still that to get into the Australian squad or to be in the team, to actually go in, you had to have a certain size uh, inch uh, waist. I think it was 34. Or it could have been 36. Tubby did not fit into the pants, right? So what he did was he changed because he was too big. So Sorry, Michael, you, you, you want something to say? No, I just mean, like, why was that a requirement because, for the Australian team? Because you've got to be well, someone... Oh, look, we yeah. love your run rate, but, you know, the pants. <laughs> this is we, the, it's your gut. You're it's, just not going to make the cut. It's basically your gut. So they like 30, Can you imagine because, Tony Lockett like, oh, man, you scored a lot of goals, but you know, we've got one size best. Ultimately, it was the tailor who decided the team. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I see what you did there. That. That's beautiful. Anyway, so he changed... Uh, Tubby's Taylor. Yeah, Tubby's Taylor. Tubby's Taylor, which was Tubby Taylor for this time, changed the uh, the number on his pants so that he could he could get into like the team. I like to imagine that he asked his. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Yeah, I've never heard this story. Yeah. He changed he changed the name on his pants, so like the number on the pants, so that when they changed and the ICC were like, oh, well, this was like the fucking <laughs> it was the next look. <laughs> <laughs> they don't grandmas. look like mediums, <laughs> but they say the M is on there. I don't know. We're going to need to call someone. Gary, I need, I need to take a look at this. Gary's like, oh, no, that's definitely a medium. I mean, mm, it this is that. a real head scratch. <laughs> that was a video. But I like to think that he had to, like Mark Taylor knocking on his mum's door. Mom, I need, to, <laughs> I need to stitch these out, man. <laughs> I'm going to need to put put a three on there with 30, 34s. 34s, mum. like white out? <laughs> Oh, I've never heard story, but I like it. I like it. Yes. Yeah, sorry, I talked all over that. That's okay. That's fine. I so, believe it. So Tubby Taylor, yeah, he was. Uh, he, he he changed the number on his pants, and um, I look forward to hearing that that story never happened. But I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just it's just some weird thing you picked up one night. And you friggin' Some yeah, someone's like, told you. Did you hear Tubby Taylor? And someone's apparently. going, "Cheers, Tubbs," and I'm like, "I'll put those two together." <laughs> no, I'm, I'm 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 sure that that is a thing. But either way, it's, well, it was a funny. Either story. way, he was he was. He a was pioneer a pioneer of the cricket bod. Um, I mean, he's called Tubby Taylor for yeah, God's sake. It's, it's his name. is literally a name. chubby man. We're, yeah, there's never a time now that you're going to be able to call someone Tubby Taylor. <laughs> and just be too mean now. Yeah, you'd hear about it. That's yeah. the problem, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Be like, and then he'd come out and be like, man, I've faced so many like issues being called Tubby Taylor my whole life. While he's eating like, like a pie. And you're like, yeah, dude, well, whatever. Anyways, he, Tubby he Taylor. He sells air conditioning now. I think he's... I reckon that'd be, yeah. That'd be sweet. Fujitsu, of- hit us up. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We we stay cool with Fujitsu. Uh, uh, all his ads like him sitting down sweating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's probably why they got him. So fast. Can you imagine that Fujitsu sitting there like, who really likes... Who sweats, who sweats a lot? Who sweats? Fat Who's people? got perspiration? Fat people. And what are people... Tubby like- Taylor! Cricket! Fat? He's fat? He's Australian. Was Tubby Taylor given Australian of the Year one year? Oh, I think so. I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah. Because that was the one where it was like, this is dubious, man. Really, Tubby Taylor? Yeah, Tubbs shouldn't really... Look it up. Are you yeah, here we go. Up? Michael, the ABC fact checker, uh, or fat checker in this case, uh, is is Michael, one Michael Vilkins, making sure that our fat facts are uh, are correct. 
Yeah, we've never checked up on anything before, but this is the first thing we're checking up on. <laughs> 99. Thank you. Well, there you go. Well done. <laughs> what was the year after that? 2000. 2000. The year. We're moving off the topic. Let's get back right, to Tubby, the facts. Come Tubby on. was six. He's number six on our setting the pace off. Number yeah. five is a guy. I mean, you when you yeah. when you have a rule changed because of your fatness, <laughs> I mean, come on, you got to make this list. So uh, I don't even remember what his friggin' first name was. Ratty. No, no, no. It wasn't Ratty. Ratty. <laughs> number five in our list is a Juno Runatunga. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you have a rule changed. For being fat, you are going to make this list. Yeah. The rule that was changed uh, once upon a time in cricket, I think probably still in juniors cricket, you still do this. Probably. If there's a, a batsman that retires hurt, but he's still able to, say, he's torn a hamstring or something, so he can't run, but he can still Good make ball. the shots, you could bring out, uh, usually it'd be a guy who's already been out in case that the guy's yeah, coming. So yeah. someone who's already been out will come out and stand the same length, but toward the square leg umpire or there. Um, and that would be called your runner, and he would do the run between the wickets for you. What Arjuna used to do was he saw that as a bit of a loophole. Um, he knew that running wasn't his greatest asset. It wasn't his asset. Yeah. No, his running between wickets wasn't his greatest. So he thought, well, if I just said I had a torn calf or something like that, I mean, we'd be able to get more runs because we'd have a faster guy out here. So coincidentally, I mean, I'm not saying that he would do this because you can't prove it, I guess. No. But it, you Look, know, it happened often. It did, it did. The poor bastard had bad calves, <laughs> bad, <laughs> bad hemis and shit. The poor bugger. <laughs> His so, insurance is like, no, yeah. we're not covering yeah. this. <laughs> you're a junior runner, too, right? I am not covering you. Your hamstrings your, your are hammies shot. are rubbish. He's <laughs> like, I got that one. And he's like, no, just kidding. They're not. The best part, though, about him was that people, I mean, it was so obvious that everyone knew it. Just and other there. teams would be calling him out on it. And I just think that's great. The balls of the bloke to be like, I think I'm still getting away with this. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's obviously making this, and he just kept doing it because he's like, you'd nah, watch him, he'd run, deny he'd, till you die. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and there'd be times where like uh, there'd be a run there, and he'd just stand there and put the big hand up. No, not running. If it didn't go for four, and it's like you fatty. Oh my god. So, I Great mean, boy. a real pioneer, more like a real pie in face. Mm. Uh, That's it. Pioneer. Not pioneer. No, I got it. Yeah. You can't eat a pie if it's in your ear. Can no, you? no. He knew that. Yeah. <laughs> He's tried. <laughs> this is gonna be Michael rips on fat people. <laughs> That's what I realized. That never met. All right, so let's get let's, let's let's be clear. Let's take a different path then. The next one. So that was Ranatunga. You make fun of him because. He was kind of... He made fun of himself almost and he knew oh, it. He was cheating. The, the next one is a little bit sad coming in at number four. It's a bit sad. Mark Cosgrove. Mm. Now, this is sad just for a couple of cases that Mark Cosgrove is probably one of the most talented in, in recent cool. history for Australia. He had a couple of like amazing seasons where... Yeah, absolutely. And, and recently looked, too. Looked sharp. And then in the last couple... In fact, if I remember correctly... He's actually been dropped from the South Australian team. Is that correct? I'm yeah, pretty so, sure. You know, and it's, and it's and it is. It's it seems like a sad thing because, and I feel sorry for the coaches too because. Oh, you, know, you put on one instance, he is a good batsman and can hit it. But I mean, I'm, it's not a secret that a guy who looks like that's probably going to be involved in a few runouts, and you can't have an obvious flaw. And again, like in a game like 2020 as well, which is probably need to be best out these days. Yeah. Is yeah, it's a fast game. If you can't pinch it. 
a few singles or get it. Look at look at how vital getting twos were in the last twenty twenty. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, the only Cup. thing you would say would be that it's it's a couple of things. One, he, if you knew that the, if this is what you really want, you, you'd think that you would do everything you could to stay in the in the team, and that would mean staying off the pies. Or two, there's stuff going on that we're not aware of, and we're just here to I, get a whole bunch of meanies. Yeah, well, that's. I think that's the case. I think mm. he, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to make excuses for him, and I don't want to be too harsh. But I think he is one of the ones that does. It, it's like a slow metabolism kind of thing, mm. where he's got something that, that I, I think. Because we all have to look at like. Because there's been a lot of times where he has lost the weight, and I mean, is it really just like, oh, I really want to eat maccas that's leading it back, or is it like a medical thing that's. He's, you know, he's going to take medicine that have put on the weight and he then has to go through it all again. Number three gets a pass. Yeah, number (laughs) Number four. From the Michael Burns, it's a pass. Yeah, that's what I mean. I figured we'd chuck this guy in just Just to to be like, hey, we're not not trying to fat shame people. No one's fat shaming. This is is a glorification of the the fat people. This is the beauty of cricket. We love it. That these guys can have... Such successful The fact careers. that I can get out there on a yeah, Sunday it makes, afternoon yeah, it makes, with my chub yeah. and do my stuff. And feel exactly like, I am Cosgrove. Yeah. <laughs> Friend of the podcast, Luke's little chub. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's his, it's gut, getting, it's his gut. I've been going to, to the gym, so it is becoming yeah. a little uh, chub. It's it's trying. It's doing its best. But um, I had a whole bunch of uh, Black Forest cake today, so mm. not great. Could, not uh, great. <laughs> South Australia going to give the call. Yeah. <laughs> get ready. Get that white out out to change this pen size. <laughs> So that's Cosgrove. Uh, I hope he again, I he's the kind of guy I hope he keeps on playing in the big Me bash too. and he I does hope, have a good career because he put in. He's been around for a long time and he's worked hard. He's, that you know, and you know the people love him. We know yeah. we know who he is and we want him to achieve. And that, at the end of the day, is is what we're here and we're here to you know to prop these people up. Yeah. Let's talk about a guy who had super success, uh, even though he wasn't the most primo athlete. He had his own technique. Mm. Coming in at number three on our quick six cricket bods. Verenda Saywag. So, at the top of the order, he sort of took it upon himself to think, not much running between the wickets I'm going to be doing here. <laughs> it's either boundary, it's either fours or sixes. Yeah. And that's the way Custodian. it is. Custodian. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and cheap singles. And it was that's the Indian team at that time, with the kind, of, the kind of batsman that they had, he fit so well, perfectly. He, because you think about Dravid, Lakshman, uh, Tendulkar... You know, Tendulkar toward the end of his career, oh, he, he, he was yeah. a real a, a, a Ricky Ponting. They yeah. they all scored; those two scored pretty quickly and emphatically. And then, they were yeah. pretty good strikers. But the other guys could be a little bit down. So you had room at the top hmm. for for someone to try and put the pressure on the bowlers. And I tell you what, I saw many times Veranda Sawag oh, putting, putting Glenn McGrath. He was a pleasure away, to watch. And, and, and you could tell that Glenn McGrath, because Glenn McGrath was known for being able to put it in that one spot. That uh, what's it called? The corridor of uncertainty, or whatever yeah. they call it. Yeah, so and, you're not um, sure if you should be going forward or backwards, or playing it or leaving it. Yeah, and that's, that's and like it's the perfect. Yeah, and and, and Saywag, but Saywag took that away from him because mm. Saywag could put that ball over third man for six, mm. and that I think was him. obviously because of his cricket bod. His, <laughs> <laughs> it was always because good. he was a pioneer. No, no. Take that back to but, that but that's what I mean. Like such a, such a, he, well, he's one of the best batsmen ever, oh, ever for for India. Without a doubt, he's, he's a, and he was never a, a, a sort of athletic specimen. So it just shows, like we've been saying, like this whole list shows, that cricket is a sport that for all shapes and sizes. And if you've oh, got absolutely. the skill, and you find a place for yourself within a team. That's what I think is important as well. Mm. Like you've got to be a balanced team. And he yeah. he cemented his place. And that, they never dropped him, even though he had a lot of runs of bad form because of the style he played. But they never dropped him because he was the kind of guy you always knew could win a game for you. 
Mm. But you can't have a team full of that. No, you so have David. Right. You can't have David Warner and Aaron no. Finch opening a test innings. I don't think. No, because they're both sort of no, the need, guy that can take the game away from you. You need one or the other. So that's why I think Verenda Sewag is 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 one of the real, the best of, of this list. I reckon because he oh as far as actual cricketing ability yeah. and technique and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. He did he did a great fee, job. Fee, I can sense that you don't you don't feel like he was fat enough, do you? I don't think he was fat enough. You're absolutely Look, right. I mean, like I've got a high standard when it comes to chosen. Yeah, I'm if I'm less chubby than they are yeah. I don't think that counts you know yeah. but I'll, I'll pay it because he was he was a, a man of he. I would say he fluctuated a bit and he, he also it wasn't like his running between the wickets was his, was his thing I mean he was but no if, if you think we're being too harsh on Verenda's weight here and you agree with Luke let me know <gasps> can we get Verenda on the phone like can that happen I, that he's like I heard you've been talking what's, shit what's about the time in India at the moment my I'll weight see. I'll see can his fat fingers die well? <laughs> Your fingers are too fat. Please mash the keypad. <laughs> so yeah, number three, hey, I'll take Sayway, it. I'll uh, number two oh. is is one of Australia's. I mean, this is an obvious one. One of Australia's true legends, uh, David Boone, the keg. You got to take it. Another guy as well that's fielding position was based around. I the don't want size to run. of that, that <laughs> stomach of his. But that short leg, he made that his own. Oh, and absolutely. I swear Australia used that position more so in that time than any other team purely because of how good well, he was in that position. When you've got a wall sitting... Yeah. But yeah. That, that's what I mean. Like, a lot, like You see that position in the first 10, 15 overs, but once the batsmen get their eye and they out. take it out. Mm. That team used to play most of the time with a, a silly leg. Yeah, absolutely. And, was, he, and there was some absolute ripping catches the taken catch by, that the, he by the took off uh, for Warney's hat-trick. That's oh. one of the best catches. It is. It's uh, a sensational because there's catch. you know there's slips catches that oh it's a ripper that are, are instinctive and stuff and they dive in the air, but it's short leg because there's that in the back of your head you're also thinking personal safety. Mm. It's really mm. hard in that yep. moment to like Absolutely. I always say m- cricket's mostly instinctive. There would have had to been some kind of thought in his head, a bit of fear, that, no, or actual hurt. thought like critical thinking that took place in that. I, I feel because. That close, that it's it's impossible that he would make that dive without almost anticipating it. That's right. So going. his yeah. his fielding was on another level in that position. I don't think you'll ever see someone as good in that position again, um, purely because he he, he anticipated it. in that spot. It I think yeah, I think yeah, as you say, it's it's a much um, more difficult catching position than the slips. And yeah, as you say, there's some incredible slips catches, no no doubt. But as you say, there is the bit that they're coming at you. But on, on top of that. The ball literally could be anywhere within 360 degrees of you. Like it can go anywhere, and on top, and it could be coming at you with a lot greater force. So there's a pull mm. shot. You only have to look at them. They're they're ducking and diving. And, and as know? well in that position, as opposed to slips, when I was feeling slips a lot, usually the ball's coming at the similar speed. Mm. You know, like at the same time, yeah. whenever you get a nick, it's coming the same speed. With a a guy in short leg, it could be a bat pad. It could be hit flush oh, yeah. and as well when you think about it, a lot of catches in that position a lot of them are a bit fluky yeah a lot of gut Matt shots Bainey's, uh, Bernie's weren't mm. they were proper catches he yeah. would get to them and it, I think that was something that was taken for granted it, absolutely oh, actually, well, maybe not he, I think everyone knew how good he was there but I think now gone to see that you know that position is more or less now reserved for the debut guy and it's like well, put serve your in. time yeah yeah, yeah serve your time and, and if, if we and get lucky if you, you might know, actually be able to catch we get a bat pad, and, and usually it's only expected that bat pad will be caught in that position well what what solidifies himself at number two in our list though oh. is the famous story folklore of him sinking many- as much piss as he possibly could on a flight from Australia to England 51 51 VB tinnies yeah 
in, in the in the space of whatever that flight is, eighteen yeah, hours. That's or so. right. There aren't too many they athletes. That, they that say to go that and both of them then broke the record back. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Look, I mean, either way, even if he did, it's like, yeah, you didn't just do it though. You you went out to beat beat Booney. someone else. Yeah. Booney just drank fifty one beers for the hell of it. <laughs> what a fucking legend! And that's and that's exactly why he's on this list. It is. It is because you, you just knew that he it. went. He's just sitting there. and He's up to about twelve beers, and he's just like. You reckon, you reckon I can do 50? <laughs> you just know. And that's... You, you, you imagine, don't get a body like these guys without doing that a few you're times. You're right. Can you imagine him getting to like 32? And it's like, I've done 32 beers. How many have we got left? Yeah. There's 51, Can you imagine Bernie? the waitress? Yeah. I'm sure they would have been brought... like, Or the waiter. It's like, She's just like... No, no, four beers, please. It's, it's, the, it's the episode that's always sunny. Like, I'm not bringing you out any more beers. It's like... Kidding? Bring me out the beers. <laughs> Bring me out my beers. Yes. So I think like you can't. Get Not to many professional enough. sportsmen these days have records for eating or drinking contests. No. And that's you know he's no. at his spot at number two. So before we get to our number one, uh, we've got a few notable mentions. Obviously, there's a lot of cricket bods out there. Yeah. That four, poor people have missed out. Some had to. So, yeah. The, but the bot they're, they're on the chopping board floor. Jesse the rider, rider. <sighs> he's gonna make it. I mean, there's 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 a story. Oh, in itself. Boy, yeah. Poor fella. That, that bloke is, is is something else. I heard Brendan McCullen came out this week and was like, yeah, we have a no dickhead rule in our team and he was pretty much the reason why that was brought in. It was like, yeah, we mentioned, mentioned comment. Brendan McCullum as like, or we recognised Brendan McCullum as one of the great players the ICC this was and he decided to bring that up in his speech. Yeah, just right as a dickhead. <laughs> and it's like, cool. All right. Other notable mentions, we got uh, Mervyn Hughes, the oh. great man. There's a picture of him on the internet, so you can find it, where he's got a front bum. Seriously, you could take the bottom half of his stomach and you could like, cut that, look out, that ass. That's an ass. That is That's an somebody's ass. ass. Yeah. It's not an ass. It's Mervyn it's Hughes' tummy. tummy. And the line of the shirt pulling up on the middle, and it's giving him cheeks. I don't even think you have to look pretty hard for that photo. Like- I'm just pretty sure I just... Tart fat people. <laughs> no, <laughs> no like this guy. No, it's um, it's a it's a glorious front bum. There's no doubt of of uh, of that. And that other special mention, not cricketers. But this has got nothing to, to do with cricket. But I wanted to have a little a little let you guys know of uh, there was a time it was before the season of the the NRL. So the, the, who the are you Australia. talking about first? So first of all, I'm talking about Sam Thiday, plays okay, for the so Brisbane pe- Broncos. Yes, yeah, people who don't know okay. rugby league in Australia, he, Sam Thiday's been playing for the Brisbane Broncos for over a decade. Yes, he's a big fella. He's a big fella, but he's also a an ambassador for the game and well loved within his peers and, and community. Like what one. I saw today also of him made me laugh. He uh, at training, I'll bring it up later. He did this thing at training today, and someone got it on video. He scored like a try. Like, he's just run over the side and put the ball down for a try. He's then done what he's called the cane toad, which is his celebration, which is him lying on the floor like a cane toad getting squished by a car, and he's going like... And he looked, and it's like, oh, shit, that's a cane toad. Like, he's doing it, and the whole team's there just like, oh, my God. It's hysterical. But anyway, the he's doing the cane toad. I've never seen it before. It's hilarious. Anyway, so... One time before the season started, this season actually, and I heard him on the radio in the morning. He's talking to them, and they're like, "Oh, you know, because this is his, you know he's getting on in, the, in his ears. He's starting to look, you know, he's getting a bit tired. He's getting a bit bigger, and uh, you know, he had to make sure that he made the team, let alone captain it. And he ended up not captaining it, but you know, played a few games on the bench to begin with. Um, anyway, so they were talking to him about that. They were saying like, you know, you, you, you had to, what have you had to do to try and stay in the team? You know, like if you had to lose some weight and stuff. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, and the salads and stuff, trying to trying to keep a hold of that type of thing. And I'm fair enough. That day, and I'm not, I'm no saint. 
I'm a, you know, uh, Guzman. I'm getting my sweet Mexican on. And I'm standing there, and who's in the Mexican Guzman shop? <laughs> Sam Thayer. Did you drop any of that? I'm like, bro, I thought you were fucking... <laughs> right? I'm there like, oh, so I'm standing there, and I'm watching Sam Thayer, and he's at the at the desk, he's getting food, and like he's ordered it, and he goes, stands over the side, and he's on his phone. And I'm like taking cheeky photos. To be like, oh shit, Sam Thayer. Anyway, because I'm that nerd. I'm not even a Broncos fan or a Queenslander. Anyway, he's standing there. Next thing you know, the guy like comes in, he's like going like, number 26, number 26. And I was like 27 or something or 25. I was near Thidane and he'd come just up. So I knew that it was, it had to have been him. He was next or whatever. Anyway, he's standing there and he's going like, he's not paying attention. And they're like, uh, two burritos, two burritos for 26. He's like, oh shit. And he walked over and he picked up like two burritos. And I was like, holy shit, he's eating two burritos. Is this guy for real? Maybe it's for someone else. No, he went and sat down and ate two burritos. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, yeah, I heard awesome. you on the radio talking about how you're like, oh, I'm going to eat me some salad. I'm going to lose some How do you know weight. that it didn't used to be three? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm cutting down on my food size. It's like exactly two right. massive burritos. So he was smashing burritos. And I was like, you cheeky son of a bitch. I wonder if Wayne knows. Hey, hey, he got a diet Coke. <laughs> he didn't get any Coke. I'm pretty sure he just got two burritos and it was so good because the guy was snack. like is that you and he was like yeah it's me it's me just give me the damn food <laughs> and I was like ah anyway so that was my Sam Thayday chubby uh, chubby sportsman story that uh, that happened my Sam Thayday um, isn't so much about him being chubby although you could probably say I mean Alco Pops does apparently <laughs> make you piss or make you fat but I remember one night good at Stocky start. at Stock Exchange um, Byron Brisbane there was a musician playing and uh, I was like oh cool so I went up to him and started talking to this mu- musician and then all of a sudden Sam Thiday's come up and I took me a while to be like fuck that's Sam Thiday and then he just sort of this guy was playing Better Man by um, Pearl Jam by Pearl Jam and Sam Thiday's just taking the mic <laughs> and just started singing <laughs> Better Man and I was oh mate so I was like he's doing a terrible job this poor bastard <laughs> on the guitar so when I started singing Better Man with him the reason why I'm telling the story, so I was saying about a man with Sam Friday, Maggie Davis. <laughs> the reason why, yeah, right. this is just a big brag, but the reason story. why I'm telling this is that he dropped his rum on the ground. I think I'm pretty sure it was rum. And he got down and started licking it off oh, the dude. ground. No, I'm not stocky. kidding. Like, he had a legit crack at it and was like, Sam Friday, cool. Stocky's not a clean place. No, no, it wasn't. Well, that story was wonderful, then gross. Last, one last mention as well. Warnie. I mean, there has not been too many professional sportsmen that have bragged in their after-performance interviews about smashing pies and Cokes and durries in between, in, like, between in the game. Yeah, dur- like, mid-game So, Warnie, how did you warm up for the n- new innings? It was like, oh, well, I just have to punch a few darts. And then there was no one, no, no secret that Warnie used to smoke. Like while he was playing, the, not like out in the field, but no, like, but on like oh, when he come off field and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I remember watching four and twenties. He always talks about getting four and twenties. He loved his four and twenties. I remember watching a game after Buff Lehman finished his. And Buff Lehman, uh, another one. Buff Lehman after he finished his uh, innings, or you know, um, as a as an Australian cricketer, I remember watching him playing a game for South Australia. Yeah. And later in his career, and he got out and he was pissed off. You could tell, and he went off to the side of the field and he came back and he was standing at the rail. Smoking Dari in his head of a Dari. I like, remember that. This guy, look at him. He's like, he's just like, oh, fuck it, I don't give a shit. He was pissed off. And he was, he was, he was having a smoke on right while, you know, while still being. So again, I, I don't know if we can even. I, I'm starting to feel like I can't call cricket a sport if you can be <laughs> smoking, drinking, and eating four and twenty pies. But anyways, these are, these are great pioneers for us 
It is, it is, it is. Try hard. Which um, brings us to number one. Absolutely. Number one. This is it. Now, this is the big moment. The, num- the number one, if anything, this list has been built around size versus skill versus um, amazing performances in certain Longevity in a career. Longevity in a career. Importance in the team. Exactly. There's been some... There's been some uh, you know, it's great, great players. Great players. Great plays. This yeah. is more of a great play, I feel. But oh, this is, at the same time... This, this is the man, creme de la creme. Oh, this is the absolute as, pinnacle of what we're looking for. If we're on a graph, I think he's smashing like size versus you know, like performance... An outlier. He's an he outlier, but he's the outlier. Yeah. We're talking, of course, of the one and only Dwayne Leverock. Now, if you haven't heard of Dwayne, don't stress, no one has, but <laughs> at the same time, you, you will have seen know it. you have yeah, seen him. You've seen the footage, If you're I a fan of cricket, you've seen him. He is uh, the, the well-renowned cricketer from Bermuda, the, yeah. the powerhouse you cricketing nation, uh, and he's taken one of the best catches of all time. And everyone I show, and I say, look at this. The first time they watch it, they're like, yeah, it's a great catch at cricket. Mm. It's not until he starts running in celebration that you realise why it's so special. Yeah, even when he does. It's like a lava lamp. It's it's in there, like, whoa, you know. It's also jubbly. I wonder how much he weighs. I mean, like, it's a bit obtrusive, but he is a big lad. And he stretches it full blown to catch that one against India. And it's for Bermuda versus India to begin with, which is... In a World Cup. In a World Cup, which is hilarious, like, as a concept. He couldn't have done it on a bigger stage. Oh, exactly. It's rare that you see a moment in someone's life that you never met, and you're like, that's going to be the best moment of that person's life. Life. Absolutely. <laughs> and it is. It's a sensational catch. I urge everyone to go and find the damn footage. So Just good. look it up. You'll find it. It's. So it, I put in the wrong bloody country by accident and it still came up with <laughs> yeah. him. We thought he played the Netherlands so and I wrote, it still like, came up. Yeah, I wrote like Netherlands, Netherlands for ages. You know, fat catch or something like that. And he bloody came up. So even like Google was like, mm, you mean this guy? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you who you are. It's, it's, so he's he one of the ledge. greatest moments in cricket. Oh, without he's the greatest ambassador for this list of people. Absolutely. For, for the cricket bods. I yeah, feel he is, he, he is the shot. He is the cricket bod. Mm. That's, he should be called Dwayne the Cricket Bod Leverock. And I think forever, that's what he's going to be known Absolutely. as. Absolutely. Absolutely. He shall be known as the cricket bod. Excellent. So that's it. Thanks for tuning in to our first episode of Season 4. Check us out on Facebook, Wooshka, SoundCloud, Instagram, any of your podcast apps. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Words. And then make like a... <laughs> Yay! Sporting words. Bam, 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 bam. It's 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 um 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 um